Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Refuge Podcast. Um, Exciting news and, I don't know, I guess just news in general, but this is our last podcast of the year. Uh, We're going to take a two-week, two weeks, three weeks? I don't know why I'm asking questions because Caitlin's not down here with me again. uh, We have had a lot of sickness go through our household. We can't seem to fight away fevers and coughs and all that. And so uh, I'm going to close us out uh, for the end of the year here on the Refuge Podcast. And uh, it's been an awesome year. It's been so much fun uh, doing this. And we've heard so many cool things from from different people about how uh, the podcast has helped them and how it's been a, a useful resource. And so that's why we do it. Uh, we want it to to be helpful. We want for you to get to know us a little bit and hear how we kind of process things out. And um, you know, a lot of times we're not uh, we're not perfect at this, and we don't claim to be amazing at it. Uh, it's just something we want to offer you. Everything we do for Refuge Retreat, which is the nonprofit we run, if you guys don't know that, uh, we run a, a nonprofit called the Refuge Retreat, where we do weekend retreats for college students. Uh, right now, we're doing two retreats a year. Uh, one in the fall, one in the spring. I don't know why I started with the fall. Uh, one in the spring, one in the fall, one in April, and one in like late September. Um, and right now we gather around 50 to 70 students per retreat. Uh, had another great year of retreats this year. Some awesome things happened. God just did amazing things. And I uh, was just sending a, a final newsletter out to all the people that follow us on our newsletter and uh, just kind of giving some highlights of all the things God did this year. And it's just been so cool to see uh, to see how he's worked and what he's done. And, uh, you know, when you when you run your own business, I guess, so to speak, you, you tend to always look at it through the lens of what can I do better? How can we improve? How can we grow? And uh, what's great about this time of year is to just really evaluate and look back and see what all God's done. And so very thankful, very awesome for all those listening that have been on one of our retreats. Um, we loved getting to have you there and getting to know you and uh, just seeing God work and move in your life. And uh, we just love, once the, the retreats happen, you know, it's a lot of work leading up to it and uh, a good bit of work afterwards too, just kind of recovering. But um, during the weekends, man, it's just fun just to just sit back and let it all happen and let God do his thing. And so uh, thank you all for for listening. Uh, thank you all for participating in Refuge Retreat stuff. And uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming in 2023. We're not quite ready to uh, to talk about yet, but uh, a lot of exciting things coming. And so um, excited to, to let you guys know about that eventually. But uh, this time of year, a lot of people would say it's their favorite time of year, uh, Christmas time. Uh, maybe it's fall. Maybe it's the winter. Not many people say they love winter. I love winter. I'm from Mississippi, and so uh, I love the possibility of snow, and we live in the mountains of Western North Carolina, and so uh, getting snow is way more possible here than where I grew up. But um, I love this time of year for a lot of reasons. Uh, I love the the cold weather coming in. Love Christmas time, especially having young kids uh, of my own. It's fun to see just all the magic of Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And so we have fun. We have an elf on the shelf, and uh, our elf does funny things, and we like to have fun and be creative with that. And uh, but one of the things we're doing this year, which has been really cool, is uh, we got this. From our church, but it's Advent blocks, and it's it's a bunch of blocks that come and have little images on them, and um, it comes with a book that we read, and it's the story, uh, really a story of Jesus coming to Earth, and it's all about the Advent, and you know, Advent is all about this waiting period or this waiting waiting for the return of Jesus or waiting for the coming of Jesus, and um, I was thinking about this word, the word waiting. 
recently, and some of you may have heard me talk about uh, really my first my first church job. Uh, the pastor of that church, his name was Jimmy Carroll, and um, just a, a hero to me and a, a great leader in my life, and taught me so much. And um, I remember I had just so I had just taken the job at this church, and I was. Um, a little um, peon, if that's a word that we can use. Um, but I was just a little like worship intern. Like I did pretty much everything that no one else wanted to do. That's that was my job, and uh, so I was just kind of getting going. And um, one of the worship leaders there at the church, and so that was a lot of fun. And uh, I remember I had just gotten back from the Passion Conference, so it was around this time of year. Passion always happens towards the end of the year or the beginning of the year, so usually December thirtieth or somewhere in there. Uh, but I just gotten back from Passion, and it was the year where the the music they always put out a new album, but the album this year was just amazing. And um, I remember the song "Waiting Here for You" was on it, which Christy Knuckles sang, and Christy Knuckles is always one of my favorites. She's amazing, uh, and. So Waiting Here for You is on a powerful song, great song, one of the big songs of the conference that year. And so I always come back, and I'm just fired up to lead worship. Like, I'm so on cloud nine. I'm like, let's go. Nothing can stop me. Like, I'm ready. And the next Sunday after we would come back from Passion would be like, okay, Adam's got something wrong with him. He's leading like crazy. And so I was just fired up, ready to go. Well, I would slowly start to introduce some of these songs that we learned at the conference at Passion, I would start to, you know, play them and I would probably illegally record voice memos of them while they did them at Passion so I could, you know, learn. That was the thing then. Now everything comes out so fast, but then it was like if you can be the first one or like one of the first ones to do a brand new song, it's like, wow, you're you're really cutting edge. So uh, I just wanted our church, our people to know these songs because they impacted me, you know, in a crazy way and I experienced them with 40,000 college students. And so, of course, it was amazing. And uh, I remember this song "Waiting Here for You" was one of the ones that I was like, "That's a no-brainer." Like, it's I'm going to play it for them. Uh, you know, our pastor, our other you know creative pastors, and all that. They're going to hear it and they're going to go, "Oh yeah, we got we got to do that song. That song's amazing." So I played it for a few of them, and I was like, "Listen to this," and they were like, "Oh man, great song, Christy Knuckles. She's amazing. Oh, it's a great song." And I was like, "Yeah." So we got to you know at that time we would always run ideas and new new songs and all that stuff. We were very um, picky, but it was for good reason. We had uh, a, a filter, I call it our worship filter, but basically the songs that we did on Sunday morning there, we really processed out what we wanted to do and what we didn't think would fit, which I really have grown to appreciate. And so um, we would always have these meetings where we would talk through a lot of stuff coming up, but then one of the things we would do is present any new songs that we want to add to the set list. And so everyone on my team had heard these songs that I was about to present, but Jimmy had not heard them. And so uh, I remember, you know, going, oh, I wasn't worried at all. And I presented the song Waiting Here for You, and he just did not like it. And I was like, man, how could he not like that song? What a great song. And I just remember him saying, yeah, obviously she can sing. And one of his phrases was, she could sing the phone book and it would still be good. And she was right. I mean, he was right. Christy Knuckles is that good. But uh, what he was saying is like he didn't love the lyrics of the song. And so I was, we just kind of wrestled with it. And that was part of this process was I would like a song, throw it out there, and everybody else would not like it. Or so-and-so would like a song, and none of us would go for it. And so that was kind of part of the process. But I remember wrestling with this um, this song and the lyrics of it. And one of the things that he was wrestling with was this phrase, waiting here for you. 
And as the pastor of the church, it was his responsibility to um, to guide you know the congregation, and that was ultimately his his calling and his responsibility. And he just didn't like what that communicated. He didn't like the fact that the the phrase or the thought of waiting on God, waiting for the Lord, that that might be confusing. And you know, I was just caught up in the emotion of the song, so I was obviously like all in. Uh, but it really caused me to to think and process. Okay what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to wait on the Lord? And after some time, and we're going to talk about it here in a second, but after some time of really digging into scripture and, and really kind of going over what that says and what that song was was really communicating, I agree with it and still think it's an amazing song. Uh, but what I loved about him challenging us was not everything that you hear, not everything that your friends get excited about or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. And if you experience something in a high emotion moment, um, dig in and seek the truth of what that is uh, and really you know don't let your emotions just tell you what you should or should not believe like you you seek the truth uh, but with this this idea of waiting on God and waiting for the Lord and it's a, it's such a great time to talk about it because we're right here at the advent season which is all about waiting uh, on the coming of our Lord and so uh, I just thought it would be cool to, to kind of talk about it but waiting on God and waiting for him we see it a lot in scripture and it's it's not this idea that we would translate it in our and our like for us in the English language waiting on God meaning as if like we're ready but he's not ready and so we're waiting on him to to be ready and once he's ready then he's going to do something or the idea that like we're waiting on you God you're not doing anything and you're not saying anything but we're waiting on you that was the tension of of Jimmy going. I don't think I want to sing that song. Uh, that was the tension. Was like we can we can hear waiting on the Lord or we shall wait on the Lord and think that it means we're ready and we're just going to wait while he's not ready and he's gonna he's gonna eventually get there. Um, that's not what it's communicating. This this idea of waiting uh, actually is way deeper and has a lot more meaning. Uh, but we we see David a lot in the Psalms talk about when the, I mean the, where we get this verse a lot. Psalm twenty seven fourteen. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, he shall strengthen your heart. Uh, wait, I say, on the Lord. That's Psalm 27. And then you see it a lot throughout that whole passage. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my advisors and foes? is they who stumble and fall. So as David is is writing Psalm 27, which is where the weight on the Lord comes from, he's actually talking about this this enemies and these things coming against him and he's he's trying to express to the Lord, God, you are everything. You, I got all these people coming after me and I got all these things happening to me, but you, God, are my safe place. You are the place that I'm relying on. And so when he finally does get to verse 14 where he says to God, he's telling him, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, You, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. And then in verse 14, he says those words, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. So he's telling us now. So this idea of waiting on him, we see it firstly in, in Psalm 27, which really is translated as trusting in him. This idea of waiting is really trusting. David is not saying these things to God and writing these things about his enemies and all these things, going, man, I'm really in a bad way. Uh, let's just hope that God comes through. 
he was he was already entrusting and knowing that it was going to happen, but he's he's writing out of his fear and out of his emotion and out of what's happening currently in his life, and he's saying like I, I'm I'm waiting on you, God. I know. Without a doubt, I have no doubt in my mind that you are the answer, that you are the one that's going to rescue me. I don't know why it's not happening now, but I still trust. Um, that's what I love about this idea is, um, you know, trusting him or trusting in him or waiting on him um, is is something, it's a, it's a spiritual discipline. It's something that we should have in our life when you have a lot of questions uh, in your life or some things that maybe you feel like you've been praying about something for a while and God has just not answered Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord means you still trust and know that His plan is ultimately the best plan. Uh, and so you see it a lot. All, you know, Isaiah 40, obviously, is, is a super popular verse that you hear a lot. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings like eagles. I don't know about you, but our definition of waiting, which is just sitting and doing nothing, we're just waiting, uh, you can't build up strength by waiting. You can't, uh, you can't like run and not be weary. You can't walk and not be a fan. You can't do all those things and be active if you're just sitting and waiting. When we are all leaving as a family, and you know, there's five of us, and typically we we tend to run behind because it's a lot more work to get all these uh, little kids out of here. But a lot of times, if we're waiting on someone, or if we if I manage to get all the girls into the this never happens, but if I manage to get all the girls into the van by myself, and we're just waiting on Caitlin, we're just sitting there. There's not there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do until she gets in the van. Then we can all leave. So that's not what this wait on the Lord is. I'm going to wait and do nothing <laughs> and while until God comes through. Waiting on him, you're renewing your strength, you're you're building your trust, you're you're understanding what it means to have hope in him. This this act of this act of waiting is is really a spiritual discipline that is strengthening us and causing us to have a deeper faith and a deeper hope uh, in the fact that God never fails. He he never does fail. Uh Psalm 40 is another great one. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. Uh, he drew me from the pit. Here comes David again. He drew me from the pit of destruction out of the miry uh, bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise. So waiting on him is an is an active pursuit and trusting that what God says he's going to do, he's going to do, but it's an active pursuit to deeply trust in God's plan. And so end of the year, you know, maybe you, you kind of, the end of the year is coming to a crash for you or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where you are, you know, the exams and all that kind of stuff really got to me when I was in college. It just stressed me out like crazy. And so when the semester was finally over and the Christmas time was here, it was like a massive relief. And so maybe you're, you're at that place where you're like, man, I'm not waiting on anything. I'm just glad to be, to be done. I'm glad to be free for a little bit. Uh, maybe that's you, maybe you have a lot of questions going into to next semester, man, maybe you're, you're driving home and you're like, ugh, there's a lot of questions about what it's going to be like at my house. Whatever it may be, um, there are always going to be seasons in our lives where we we really need to find ourselves waiting on the Lord, and that is not not doing anything. That's not us just sitting and, and waiting, meaning we're not reading our Bible, we're not still praying consistently, and uh, we're not you know seeking out uh, wise counsel or Waiting on the Lord is growing and building up your strength and all those things and trusting that His plan is ultimately the plan that is the best for your life. Uh, and it's not just so you can say it's best for me. It's best for Him to get the glory. That's what it's all about. And so waiting on Him is trusting that His plan is the best. And I mean, Christmas time, obviously, you hear the story of of you know Jesus coming 
to the world and the incarnation or, or Jesus becoming man is just, you know, one of the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest miracle of, of our life and of this world. And all of this time leading up to his arrival, there was just a lot of confusion among, uh, I'm obviously Mary and Joseph, but then it goes even further uh, to to other people, to political leaders, to the whole culture was was kind of thrown off by this, and uh, and then here he comes, and so, you know, you may you may think that you're not you're not ever going to get your answer, or uh, you just gotta kind of go with Plan B or Plan C or Plan D or whatever, um, but. Trust in him. Build your trust. Maybe over the Christmas break, maybe you just need to like we always say, get a journal. Journaling is one of the best ways that you can grow uh, in your spiritual discipline. I think it's amazing. Uh, but maybe over the Christmas break, you need to just journal some stuff and write out how you're feeling. Maybe some of the questions you feel. Uh, read the Psalms. Read through the Psalms over the Christmas break. Look at what David's doing. How he's communicating to God. He's not saying uh, the best stuff all the time. I mean, yeah, he's a great writer. Obviously, we see that, but. He is constantly waiting on the Lord and when he's in some of the most crazy, chaotic moments of his life and most dangerous moments of his life, he is still finding ways to praise God and to wait on him, meaning he's trusting God's plan is the best. And so I uh, just wanted to leave you with that. Again, thank you all so much for checking out uh, and, and hanging out with us on the Refuge Podcast. And we uh, will be back in January, whatever the first Monday we go, uh, we release new episodes every Monday at 8 a.m. Uh, we know that you're sitting there waiting on Spotify at 758, waiting for that uh, that Refuge podcast to hit. But uh, we'll be back in January. Merry Christmas to you all, and we will catch you in the new year.